My name is Nathan Morrison. I am out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I own a tree and landscape company called Arborscapes Tree and Landscape Specialists that I started 22 years ago in July of 2000. I uh, was an Ohio State graduate with a degree in urban forestry in 1998, and I moved to Charlotte. I uh, picked it on a map. I thought maybe it'd be a good spot to open up a business because there's a lot of trees and a lot of landscapes that need care. And as it turns out, 22 years later, it all ended up turning out to be a good decision. Really, it did. And you said you got a degree, you know, back back in 1998 in urban forestry. Did you always mean to end up in urban forestry and tree care in that kind of area? Or is it something that you just kind of found out you loved in college? That's an interesting question. I had a lawn care company as as a kid. In fact, it's funny, I reviewed my resume, which my last resume was in 1998. I reviewed it this morning for a weird reason, but I had a lawn care company in the year 1990 until 1994. And so I knew that I liked being outside. I liked having a business and making money in the green industry, but I didn't know anything about tree care until I went to Ohio State and entered into the School of Natural Resources there. And my professor, Dr. Davis Sidnor, introduced me to urban forestry. Thought it was a pretty neat field that I had zero experience in. I didn't prune trees with my little lawn care company. I didn't climb trees. I didn't do anything with trees, but looking around, trees are everywhere. So I thought maybe this might not be a bad profession to start a tree care business. And I'm always, I've always been the entrepreneur. So I thought about could I do this? And before I even knew much about urban forestry at all, but I was introduced to it um, my freshman year and I just kind of ran with it. And it was a good profession to get into. I, I really enjoy it. I think a lot of other people do too. And how long, um, you know, was it before you said you had your little landscape company before college, but how long was it until you actually introduced uh, tree care into your your landscaping business after you were done college? During college, I had internships with several different tree care companies, and I dragged brush. I did whatever people taught me to do. Um, it wasn't until I think my junior year in college that I was introduced to climbing trees, and it wasn't something that I just felt like was just a true natural habit. I mean, getting up 150 or 100 feet up in a tree isn't for a human that seeming seemed to me normal. So I learned and I was a little scared of heights to begin with, but that fear left me pretty quickly and I got used to it. And then I believe in my junior year of college, I had side projects that I worked for friends of friends and for people that would say, oh, this guy knows how to prune a tree or he need, he's in school, he knows how to remove a tree. And that's kind of how I started to get, I guess, in the field of, of tree and business. So are you, are you that guy when they tell the stories about, you know, they started the, the tree care company with the pickup truck and the chainsaw? Was that was that you when you started? That, it? that was me. Uh, honestly, like, I mean, my parents gave me a chainsaw for for my birthday i think when i'm in my junior year no joke and i had that and cheryl tree at the time that was the only place that you could order 
supplies from. And I remember ordering a harness and ordering it and shipping it my way. And I mean, that is truly how I started. Now, that was in Columbus, Ohio, when I was going to college. That was just sort of a side project. Um, once I got down to North Carolina, I worked for a company. I, I worked for Bartlett Tree Company for two years. Um, I went through their form and training. I got a lot of good experience. Bartlett's a really good company that's got a solid establishment in the United States. And I got a chance to know Charlotte. And at the two-year mark is when I when I stopped working at Bartlett and I started Arborscapes. But it was a pickup truck, truly. And it was a 16-foot trailer and chainsaw. So we didn't have equipment. We didn't have things that people gave to us to start the business. Um, that is true. But the other beauty is I have a business partner. Him and I have been friends since we were in sixth grade. So, I mean, we're going on 30, 35 years almost that we've known each other now. And his degree is in landscape horticulture and also from Ohio State University. Going through college with him, we imagined having a tree and landscape company, which there aren't that many of those across the United States because tree care is a completely different business than landscape construction, landscape design, landscape maintenance. And it also has a completely different structure as far as workers' comp and insurance and the rates that we pay. But it was great to have a partner and also one that is a realist. I'm a visionary. I think like outside the box and he kind of reels me in and we have a good relationship like that. But I feel in, in this particular situation, it's worked really well at Arborscapes. And I understand there's a lot of people out there that have a business partner. It doesn't work out because of conflicting personalities or whatever, but so far so good um, with, with us at Arborscapes. Yeah. And then, you know, cause I want to, I want to get more into it, but in a nutshell, how, how did you manage to grow from, you know, the, the pickup truck and the chainsaw to, to where you are today? We barely paid each other for probably two years and we actually, believe it or not, lived together. I mean, living with your business partner and working with them is like a challenge because you're around them 24 seven and you have different personalities and then you see each other at work. And it's just like, I mean, it, it, it was a challenge, but for two years, I mean, we barely paid each other. Um, we had enough to pay our bills. Um, we advertised, I mean, that was back in the year 2000 and we had a yellow page ad. Um, yellow pages don't really mean anything nowadays. I mean, more it's like web-based or person to person, but we had a yellow page ad and we advertised our degrees, which that was valuable. Um, at that time in the year 2000, there were not very many certified arborists in Charlotte, North Carolina, especially people that advertised their business that way. I felt like our certification and our background in education that really kind of gave us a one up, even on that small advertisement that we had, we were able to get some work from people and with our education and our background, I mean, we did really good work based on what we learned and people saw that they saw our drive, they saw our ambition and they told their friends and that is by far the best way to get new business because you already have a leg up on your competitor because they've already had 
somebody that is closely related to them that's told them how good of work that we did. But yeah, we did job by job and we eventually ended up saving up some money to buy a used dump truck that believe it or not, my business partner's uncle had up in Ohio and we brought it down to Charlotte. And honestly, like we used it for a month and the engine blew on it. So, I mean, that shut the two of us down for another month or so. I mean, we were able to operate with a pickup truck, but I mean, we had started using that dump truck on a regular basis. We put an engine into it, spent who knows, like five, $6,000. And to us at that time, $6,000 was a lot of money. I mean, that about broke our business, but we just kept persevering through it. And we finally repaired the dump truck and we built some sides on it. And then we ended up renting a chipper. We rented them to begin with. And in fact, we rented a lot of equipment to begin with up until the point where we realized that we were using it every single day and our rental fees were expensive, that we were able to justify being able to get a loan. And that was one thing too, to begin with. I mean, starting off a company fresh and from scratch, it's really, really difficult to get a loan. It's not just as simple as us now with the 22 year establishment and a solid stream of revenue. It was challenging to get loans on equipment. We had to pay a lot of higher rates that we would have normally not paid now, mm-hmm. but truly pickup truck, chainsaw, um, trailer and that 16 foot trailer and then we end, ended up getting some money to save up to buy for a dump truck and then we rented equipment we rented dingoes the little walk behind skid steers that we would use to pick up wood on the landscape side or move around trees that we were going to plant on the on the landscape side but i didn't know much about landscaping before i met jason and i although i knew a lot about mowing lawns i didn't know about planting and landscape construction that was his background and i worked with him and he taught me that and he worked with me and i taught him how to be my ground man when i was up climbing trees that's you know i mean for me just it it's a it's a crazy story you know to where you are now um you said you have 78 full-time employees 45 trucks uh and seven seven tree crews two plant healthcare crews and, you know, three landscape crews. That's, um, that's quite a difference. It's been a step-by-step process through the whole process. We would have not imagined 22 years ago where we are now. I, I truly didn't imagine that. I knew that we were going to be successful and I knew that we were going to grow a successful company, but I didn't think that I would have as many employees, as many trucks, and as many managers as I do right now to do what we do on a daily basis. Having the right management and the right staff, that's that's the key to really any operation. I feel like the number one asset of any of any company are their employees. Um, without employees, you're not going to be able to do the work and without making keeping your employees happy, you're not going to have a very happy work environment. But I think that's where we have a leg up on a lot of our competitors because we start off the day smiling and we usually end the day smiling too, which is great. Yeah. And I want to, I want to kind of back up over your career so we can help, um, you know, plot it out for any kind of students or maybe, you know, people in the industry who are interested in starting their own tree care company and, you know, kind of the reasons why you would start your own uh, versus working for another company and stuff like that. So, so really 
you know, it seems like you've always wanted to do this from the start, but, but why have you always wanted to own and operate your own tree care company? So any entrepreneur I feel has like some money motivation. I'm definitely money motivated, but I love trees. I do, but I do feel that entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are money motivated. And I, I don't know if I could work for somebody just full-time and have just the same salary, the same pay on a daily basis. I, I just have these aspirations of, of, of growing even more to not only benefit like the company, but benefit all of our employees. And I mean, ultimately to the owners benefit in the, in, in the end as well. But I feel that money can grow on trees. And I know that is funny to say, because I mean, I'm in the tree care industry, but I mean, trees grow and they're going to need care. And whether that's fertilizing that tree, if there's a problem or if there's an insect or a pest, or there is a storm that blows down a limb or breaks a limb up in the tree, or God forbid the tree dies, somebody's got to remove it and then wait, what are they going to do? Remove the tree and probably plant another tree. So that's where we have like a different business model because we not only remove the tree, but we'll plant the tree. And then after that, we'll plant the, we'll plant the grass and we'll mow the grass and blow the grass and take care of it on a weekly basis. But I just, I've always been motivated to have a company that I didn't have to have a boss. <laughs> And I understand my employees are kind of my bosses, like they sort of are in a way. I mean, mm -hmm. but then again, I mean, I work for them to keep them busy and to keep their families happy because ultimately, I mean, Arborscapes with all of our employees, I mean, we're, we're what keep, I don't know how many families, like 30, 40 families, keep them going through life, which is really interesting to think about. I feel like they're my boss, even though they're not the ones giving me orders. I just, I work for them. Yeah. And I mean, you, your reasoning, your reasoning is sound and it makes sense, you know, but I think it's a very specific type of person who wants to uh, become a business owner and start and start kind of um, that young, you know, that fresh out of, out of college is, is pretty intimidating for, for a lot of people just because of the unknown, or even like you had mentioned, you know, not paying yourself for a couple months and having to, to live with your business partner is um, it's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make to be successful like that. It certainly is. I feel that it's challenging to start a business because you don't have any capital to begin with, unless you have like maybe a relative that may be able to give you money. Or if you have like somebody that could be like a partner that you wouldn't have to get a bank loan because you can't just typically go to a bank and get a loan to buy like two trucks or three trucks or whatever you need to start that business. That's why I was saying before, it was like baby steps. It was renting equipment from rental places that we would use on a typical basis. We would sometimes rent for a week and then we'd rent it for a month because you get a better deal. Um, once it got to the point where we are renting it for a period of like three or four months or six months, we weighed the cost of renting versus purchase. And then we decided, look, if we're using a piece of equipment this much, we should just buy it. Mm -hmm. So it was baby steps all the way through this entire process, even to the point now. I mean, if we purchase a vehicle or if we purchase a piece of equipment, we truly think about 
if we really need that piece of equipment, how much it's going to be used, is that piece of equipment going to increase our revenue stream? Are we going to use that piece of equipment to replace an older piece of equipment? We really think about things before like we actually do them on a pretty regular basis. And that was the same as we were growing up at Arborscapes. Um, 22 years ago, I mean, buying that first chipper, my goodness, I mean, it was a used chipper. Was it worth us buying that new chipper or that used chipper? Well, I mean, in the end, yes, but it was a big purchase to go and put down that amount of money for that used machine. Likewise, our first chipper truck that we bought brand new in 2001, was that a scary investment? Absolutely it was. But thinking back on it 22 years later, I mean, that was a solid investment that we felt like was good at that time. And believe it or not, we still have that same truck right now. We still have it 20, 22 years or 21 years later. But there's a lot of steps along the way for people to start a business. And I mean, having a banking relationship, being able to get a loan to get a piece of equipment. I mean, those are just a few of the, a few of the aspects of it. And then you got to find a place for a home for it. Where, where do you put your equipment? I mean, to begin with, I mean, we had a house that we rented that was on some acreage, but once we got our first big diesel truck that we had to start in the morning and warm up in the winter, our neighbors didn't like that. And they said, look, you're not zoned for this. We've got to, you guys are going to have to move. We're like, okay. So then we started looking for a property that we could lease, that we could put our equipment on. And then eventually as the years passed, I mean, we would add a piece of equipment, who knows, every year, maybe every half year. And then it's to the point now, 22 years later, I mean, we're probably purchasing like, I'd say five trucks or so per year. And maybe even five pieces of equipment, but that's kind of goes with the growth of our, of our company. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, continue your kind of step-by-step thing. Cause I like how you approach it for those who may be just in college or maybe even right out of college, what kind of steps do they need to start taking to prepare themselves? You know, if they want to be a, a business owner, a, a tree care company owner specifically. I feel that going through college, I wanted to make sure that I had any certification that I could possibly get just so that way your information that you're giving to a client or a future client is, is educated and valuable. I was a certified arborist, I believe in 1998, I think is when I became certified. And that is extremely important to become a certified arborist, to be able to consult with a client and be able to tell them information that they need about their trees. Their education is going to be a very valuable tool that's going to set them apart from a lot of the competition. Even though like you pull up in the, on Google in Charlotte, North Carolina, tree care companies, there's probably 150 of them, but I would say like there's maybe only a handful or maybe like 10 that might have owners that are certified arborists or board certified master arborists, or maybe even have their degree in urban forestry like I do. So I feel that education certainly will set apart that student from others in the fact that they have that experience that they've learned in school that's valid, that's, that's good information. But I think the education, I think like that, that's going to set them apart. 
for, um, from their competition and starting small, like being able to like do specific small jobs for people, like start with friends. I feel it's definitely a lucrative business because of the fact that trees are continuously growing. So it's a cycle that you're, once you get a client, once you get a customer and you build that relationship, they're going to call you back year after year after year. I mean, 22 years later, we still have the same clients that we, we started with 22 years ago, but we've just added more along the way. Yeah. And continue with the education thing. Do you find your experience at your internship and even working for uh, Bartlett for those couple of years between, do you find that helped you uh, plan out what you wanted your business to look like or where you wanted it to be and, and just learn more about the industry? Absolutely. I feel like working for different tree care companies and working even for different types of tree care companies. I started off with a smaller tree care company that I was an intern for in Dayton, Ohio. And they only had a couple crews. That was definitely a different experience than working for the next tree care company that I worked for the following summer in Columbus, Ohio, that had a lot more tree care crews and were fairly well organized. That was even different than getting out of college and then working for Bartlett, which is a very large national company. But the experiences that I had each one of the prop or each one of the companies that I worked for were all valuable in their own ways. I even believe it or not worked in Italy. I worked for a tree care company for five months in Varese, Italy. I had a honors project with Ohio state that I did a comparative study of tree care from the United States to different countries in Europe. And I had to design it based on interviews with different arborists that I had in five different countries. One of them being Italy, Germany, um, Netherlands, Belgium, and France. And I worked in Northwest Italy for five months. And that's where I learned how to really climb trees. It's interesting learning from somebody that didn't speak English to teach me to climb trees in Italian. But I did. And I went through that. And that was, that was a valuable experience as well. I feel like as a student, I recommend to people to intern when they can, even in my winters, like my winter break, even though I only had two or three weeks during my winter break, I interned at tree care companies. That was not necessarily fun up in Ohio, like working in the winter, but mm -hmm. still it was, it was good. I mean, it got me a chance to see what it was like without the leaves on the trees. Yeah. Very different world. Yeah. And kind of stepping away from the the business side of things. And just because I'm genuinely, genuinely interested, you kind of mentioned how, you know, tree care is giving the opportunity to to travel and to see different places and even, you know, set up in, in North Carolina. You know, my question is, is tree care still that flexible now where you can kind of pick and choose where you'd like to end up uh, in kind of any place imaginable? Absolutely. I guarantee you, like for a student coming out of college with a degree in urban forestry or, or an associate's degree in horticulture, the jobs are out there in any state, any state, um, especially like right now. I feel that it's challenging to find people with the right experience level that we are looking for. And I understand that a student coming out of college might not have like tree climbing experience or specific experience, like doing one specific task at, a, at our job. But with their education, they're going to be able to learn pretty quickly and, and, and be able to fit right in. But I feel that anyone with a 
a background in natural resources, urban forestry, tree care, arboriculture, could work wherever they would want to work. I mean, even working over in Europe, guarantee you. Um, there's a lot of companies over there that need people too. So trees grow. And so I, I keep going back to that because there's always going to be work on trees, always. Yeah, that that makes sense, you know, unless you're trying to get a job in the Sahara Desert or something like that, and then you're kind of SOL. But yeah, everywhere else imaginable, there is some kind of career going on, especially now, like you were saying. And um, I, it didn't really come up, but you said you would pick uh, Charlotte, North Carolina on a map. Now, was that like really just kind of, I found an urban area with trees and this is it? Had you ever been to to North Carolina at that point? I had been to North Carolina. I had done a lot of backpacking in the Western mountains of North Carolina. It's a beautiful country. Um, Appalachian mountains are awesome. But there was one trip that I took. I decided to go and see what Charlotte was like. It was on the map as a big city. And I was like, I'm going to see it, check it out. And I believe that might've been my, my junior year. Um, I was, a I was the president of the forestry group at Ohio state and we had a Christmas tree sale and we made money and we took the money and used it for a big trip to North Carolina. So we took like 20, 25 students or so on two buses or two big vans down to North Carolina. But I believe that trip on, on the end of it, I ended up going to Charlotte and just kind of driving around and I looked to see the tree canopy and I was in awe with some of the big old 100 plus year old oak trees that line the roads. And I imagined honestly at that time, maybe seriously, like finding a place to work in Charlotte. And I think it was my senior year, maybe my junior year when I started doing some interviews and I interviewed with a couple different companies down in Charlotte Burlet being the one that won. That's why I decided to move. But there's a lot of a lot of places in the United States that have big trees around. I mean, like you said, I mean, maybe not like out in the middle of the desert in Arizona, but I mean, anywhere in the south eastern United States, eastern United States, even Midwest. I mean, shoot, even out in the northwest. I mean, mm-hmm. California as well, but where there's trees, there's gonna be work. And people care for their trees. They really do. I feel like as like time progresses, people are maybe having more care for their trees because of the environmental aspects of taking care of like the environment and people realize that trees are important. Yeah. Yeah. All that's true. And because, because you're so well-traveled and it seems like you're well-connected. One thing that seems to be common in this industry compared to some other ones is uh, everybody seems to have a mentor. Did you find any people who mentored you along the way as you've been growing your business or in your travels at all? That's a funny question. I mean, not funny, but like it, it is a good question. I, I feel that every company that I worked for, I would, that owner was my mentor and I would pick their brain about how they did things and how they grew and what they did to succeed at what they were doing. And I never had one, just one mentor. So, but yeah, I never, I never did. I never had one specific mentor, but every company that I worked for, I worked, I I really tried to pick the owner's brain and pick everybody's brain around me, how they did things, how they organize, how they, how they do what they do. Yeah. And it, 
you know, having one mentor is not super common in this industry. It feels like everybody has, you know, at least a half dozen or more uh, for the various different parts of the business, because there is so much to learn. And kind of like we talked about before I started recording any of this podcast, you know, uh, you know, the plant healthcare side of things, the climbing side of things, the running a business side of things, each person who kind of mentors you has these very specific set of skills that help you out with that one specific uh, aspect of a tree care business. That's right. Yeah. I mean, especially with our business, we have four different divisions. So there's a mentor, like, or at least there's a manager, a head manager for every part. Like we have the plant and tree healthcare. Um, We have the lawn care maintenance. We have the landscape construction. And then we have the tree care, which encompasses a lot Um, from the pruning to the removals to to consultations with builders before they even like start construction. Um, But, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving parts in our company for a specific tree care company. Generally tree care companies have a general tree care division where they will take care of trees and pruning removals, cabling and all that. But then they generally will have a plant healthcare division as well. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but no, no, <laughs> Sorry. no, yeah. but you're yeah. right. You know, and you kind of need a person who's knowledgeable about each of those in charge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because you know, one doesn't mean, you know, the other and vice versa. And as the, as a business owner, you kind of got to know everything, even if you're not going to be directly involved with it in the day to day, you still have to hire somebody who is, and you know, you have to know enough to know that they're uh, knowledgeable in what they're doing. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't, know a lot about lawns per se i really don't i didn't study much with grass and how it grows and nutrient cycles and all that but we have on our staff a graduate from university of georgia it's a turf grass major and he is our landscape maintenance manager so having the right people with the right knowledge and the right positions that's that's the most important that's a very important part of 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 owning a business, especially like in our, in our situation where we touch on so many different parts of the outside world. Yeah. You know, really question wise, I'm kind of all the questions we've covered everything I wanted to talk about, but, um, you know, I also want to open it up to you too. Is there anything that you'd like to talk about or discuss that we haven't had a chance to yet? I just want students like in the tree care industry, not to get discouraged. I mean, it's tough work. It's dangerous work too. I mean, it's sweaty at times. It's cold and you get cut up like by trees and limbs, get poison ivy. On occasion, you get bug bites. And I feel like persevere through all these things and just keep working hard and kind of keep your, keep your focus. Like if you want to start a business, you can do it. I mean, you can absolutely do it, but it, it requires perseverance. It requires really just keeping keeping your nose to the grindstone because there's a lot of things that can discourage you in this in this industry i mean the weather i mean the weather is great right now in in, in september here in charlotte north carolina but i mean it changes i mean could be raining in a couple weeks and it might rain for an entire week and you might not be able to work but there's a lot of things to keep persevering through but I think in the end, I really encourage if somebody's an entrepreneur and they want to start a tree care business, more than happy to give them even more advice. I definitely encourage it.